phoning in on Skype tonight, so we'll see how that works. I hope you guys can hear me. You can let me know in the chat room. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate it. I um, Tonight's question comes from Wolf Moon, and it was on... It's a Tumblr question. Or it was a question asked on Tumblr. Um, what's the most romantic thing you've ever written or read in fandom, and why do you think so many writers in fandom cross the line into not romantic? There was actually more to this question, but it wouldn't fit. <laughs> I ran out of characters <laughs> on the thing, but that's the gist of the question. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, a lot of writers might be naturally inclined to write a romance, but they have a bias against writing romance. So they end up creating this this hodgepodge story that they're trying to treat like anything but a romance. And and, and it gets ugly. It it gets really ugly really fast. And then there's there's the other side of the fandom who has absolutely no interest whatsoever in ever trying to write a romance. And so they're like anti-romance throughout their entire story. And their characters get skewed and they become two-dimensional. You know, and there's a big difference between writing um, a a story with no relationships in it and a story with um, shallow, weird relationships in it. I think that um, one of the reasons why I decided not to list Harry Potter stories amongst my recommendations for um, romance is because um, the canon so-called romances in in Harry Potter are really two-dimensional and difficult to believe. And that doesn't lend itself to... In the Harry Potter fandom, um, there's there's a really uneven uh, landscape on the romance front. Uh, there's really great storytelling, but sometimes it's not always the most uh, romantic. And you know, then you get into that whole uh, porn thing where, uh, and I know, I mean, I've I've I'm totally I'm all about the porn, uh, and uh, so there's just Porn isn't romantic. Um, so I picked out some stories that I thought were really romantic, and I've listed them on the podcast. And the first one is the Plurant or the Plurant um, by Tabby, essentially, and it's in the Inception fandom, and it is an extremely powerful story. Um, and the most, it is very romantic. And what's really interesting about it is that Arthur and Ames are not together 90% of the story. I mean, it's just like, but it's so beautiful and deeply romantic and vengeful. And um, uh, Ames is so fierce. He's so fierce in his grief and his, his, um, his revenge, and it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. I, I highly recommend that you read it. Um, Don't Fall in Love with the Dreamer by um, 11 Inches is amazing. It is an amazing fic, and um, again, you get this, uh, what happens in the Inception fandom is really interesting, and is that all of these, you know, even the ones where Ames is 
the lead, you know, the your your lead POV character. Practically every story in the Inception fandom is like one big love letter to Arthur. I mean, like everybody's writing <laughs> Arthur a love letter from Ames, <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter who um, whose POV you're in. That's just how it's going to end up going, which brings you to uh, breaking and entering by resonant. And um, what happens in this story is. Um, is that Ames is just desperately, desperately in love with Arthur. So in love with him that he doesn't even conceptualize what the love is. And it has to be pointed out to him. And um, he speaks about sacrifice and about uh, doing anything, anything to stay in Arthur's life, even offering to forge a personality or or a situation that Arthur wants just so he can stay forever. And that's just like the biggest I love you that I've ever read um in a piece of fiction. It was just, he didn't even he didn't even say the words. But he was willing to spend the rest of his life in a pretense of whatever personality that Arthur wanted, just to stay with him. And it was like, oh, Ames, you idiot. <laughs> Don't you know? And it's just, it, it was so, it was so great. It was so great. Um, I really love that fix. So I, I really, honestly, you can't go wrong with Resonant. You should read everything she ever wrote. And if I'm saying her name wrong, I apologize to her. I'll apologize to you all, but to her or him, her, I'm pretty sure it's a her. Anyways, uh, just read everything she's got, everything. Just go over to, just sacrifice a whole week, go over there to AO3, AO, and just sit down. Get yourself a drink, and don't stand back up until you're done, because it's amazing. She's she's super talented, and um, she'll she'll tell you a story that will just stick in your chest for weeks afterwards. I highly recommend her. Coping Mechanisms by Amaral is a Stargate Atlantis fic, and one of the reasons why I picked it is it's also one of those fics when I talk about starting your story in the middle of action and grabbing your reader roughly and just dragging them into your story, and that's what she does. That is what she does in the story. She grabs you... And really, she grabs John, too, because John is totally unprepared for what's about to happen. And he he's so overwhelmed by the first event, this this first big thing that, that happens, that he can't even keep how he feels from McKay a secret anymore. It's like, it's, it's overwhelming. He's overwhelmed at this, this trauma that, that Rodney experiences. And he's so invested emotionally that he actually goes into shock. And he, you don't, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's really, it's full. It's full of John's, um, he just can't, he just can't not say it he just can't like that that's just that's his breaking point and, and he has reached it and you know Rodney's the one that's broken but John's falling apart 
and it's just it's a really really good story and it's very romantic and it's romantic because John is dedicated and he's loyal and he's um supportive and he he, he never makes light of um Rodney's fears and but he doesn't let Rodney back away from um doing what he has to do to get back to where he should be. And um it's one of the best stories in Stargate um fandom and I highly recommend you read it. The last two stories are Against All Odds and Total Recall Recall and they're both by the same authors, Dark Moore and C I um um C. A. Pearson. And these two stories the first one, Against All Odds, is um a reincarnation story. And it is fucking amazing. It is it blew my mind when I read it. I was like, What? What did you do? Oh God. Because there's something so beautiful about their reincarnation and them coming back together and finally finding each other and all this time has passed but also it's like no time has passed it's just that moment and then they meet and everything is just amazing and they're like oh there you are i've i've been waiting on you and it's it's really really good so you have to read against all odds and total recall is about uh John, um, remembering that he's a reincarnated ancient. Again, fantastic stuff. Also, very romantic, because he's very dedicated and very focused on Rodney. And what I find most romantic in a story is when two characters come together and there's no games, there's no, there's no, Maybe I don't want this, or maybe I don't want you. I was like, they're just both all in, practically from that very moment, and 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 there's no hesitation. There's no, um, for either of them. It's just it's it's right there in their face, and then once their relationship is is established. Um, they don't allow anything or anyone to come between them, and I think that's very romantic too. To to set yourself in such a way that you've that you've got a partner, and that partner is willing to stand beside you and give the whole universe the finger, and that is just that's amazing. I I think that you know when you find somebody like that in your life, that it's a gift beyond any measure, and um, writing about that that particular situation and that particular uh, coming together of of people is. Um, one of the things I spend uh, most of my time doing. I I think that if I had to pick one project of my own that I consider the most romantic thing that I've ever written, I I think it has to be what might have been. Um, I do consider Ties That Bind the most intimate story I've ever told, but what might have been is my, my most romantic story uh, because... Um, once John gets there, he's he's all in, and he's all about his family, and he's all about protecting his family and his place, and he's 
he takes no prisoners and this this whole situation this whole thing everything kind of evolves around Rodney and then they get this kid and they don't know what to do with him but <laughs> they're like okay we got a kid <laughs> and they make it work and Rodney didn't step back at the at the appearance of this kid that no one was expecting to see um John suddenly became a package deal and and Rodney was all about that package there was no there was no hesitation there 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 was nothing you know and but what's really when you create a relationship like that you you create a codependency that's that's kind of terrible and i touched on it in february's song in that particular series in that when john was taken off planet rodney fell apart he he literally just boom and and he was done and i um one of the reasons why i introduced the kid character was to provide some balance in their relationship because there was no balance um in their relationship they were very codependent on each other and even with john's family kind of hovering around them and rodney's sister it was very um us and them and i had to make their us bigger to give them a secondary concern and you see that uh come come full circle when John has to come back to earth without McKay because something has happened to their kid and they have willingly separated and John has left Rodney in a situation that in the past there is no way in hell he would have left him but they have to make a choice about supporting their family and taking care of their kid. And so Sebastian is in in many ways in that in, in that fic he's a um he's a wedge. And um sometimes when you're writing a um a relationship you have to put wedges in it to keep it as healthy as possible. And I knew going into what might have been that, that that there was going to be a kid because I had created this this really codependent relationship between John and Rodney, and um, uh, they're very they're very emotionally and, and and physically attached to each other, and it's so it's there's lots of passion there, there's lots of lust, there's lots of love, there's um, a deep attachment, um, and. For John, um, he kills for Rodney. And when you kill for somebody else, that's a whole that's a whole new level of of um that's a whole new level of everything really. I mean it's just a whole new level of everything. It's 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 very primal. It's it's very um it's straight out of the cave, okay? So, it, repeatedly, Barbara says, yes, and that's true. He does repeatedly kill to protect Rodney. And that's very, um, it's it, it's primitive. It's it's primitive, it's primal, and it creates a um, a possessive love in, in John um, as a result. Because he's not quite human anymore. And uh, I uh, was careful in the exploration of that in what might have been. And so, 
I hope that I succeeded on that front of, of, of giving them balance by the end of the story where that that love was still big and it was still there, but there was room in that love for other people and for their family, um, which wasn't how it was in the beginning. So that for me, um, I think that uh, loyalty and... Um, Being loyal and, and being supportive is is very romantic to me. It's um, very very romantic. On the other side of it, cheating and adultery is not romantic and it is not sexy. It is it is really not sexy. And I've only I've only really written adultery once, and and that's in my vengeful measures fic where. Hermione and, and Harry go back in time, and before they do that, when they're still married to 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 Jenny and Ron, they get it on, but they're very upset, <laughs> and there's a lot of revenge, and, <laughs> and they're gonna fuck up everybody. <laughs> and they may or may not set that shit on fire as they leave, you know. So it's um, but it's not um, couched as a good thing what they're doing. They both recognize that what they're doing is a little fucked up. They just don't care. <laughs> and really, I think that whole, I can't help myself, I have to have him cheating thing, is just extremely ugly. And it's not sexy, and it's not romantic. And so I don't read with cheating in it, or adultery. I just don't think it's, um, it's such a huge breach of trust that I I don't see how uh, a, a a relationship can really spring back from it. Um, I was asked once if I would leave my husband if he cheated, and I I, I wouldn't. Um, I'd put flowers on his grave every week. <laughs> I'm just saying, not really. Not not really. I wouldn't go to jail for a man. But I, I, I find it deeply, deeply, terribly unattractive. Um, so, so so I don't read cheating and I, and I don't read adultery. Um, other things I don't find um, sexy, romantic. Uh, I, I don't find... Um, obviously, I have a real problem with uh, a large age gap where the younger member of the party is like a teenager. So I that's why I I really absolutely cannot read um Harry and Snape. If if Harry's under the age of thirty, I there's there's no way I can read him with any of the people his parents age. It's just really inappropriate to me. I don't read Peter and Styles and the Team Wolf fandom for that exact same reason. Uh, it's gross. It's really gross. I I just have a real problem with it. With um, someone who is the age of their parent dating a teenager. I just I just have a real problem with it. A real problem with it. And even
even beyond, you're right, Senna, even beyond the fact that the age difference between Snape and, and Harry, um, he's so abusive. He's such an emotionally abusive person to Harry from practically minute one that any relationship they had would be grossly unhealthy. It would just be, it would be, oh, it... And also, his boner for Lily makes, oh, uh, there's just, <sighs> and it's really difficult to forget that one of, one of Snape's last acts on Earth was to ask to look into Harry Potter's eyes so that he could see Lily's eyes. It wasn't about Harry, it was about Lily, and that's just gross. Oh, is that in the movie or in the book, or is that in both? Anyway, it's terrible. It's terrible. And so, um, Lily's bone, you know, Snape's boner for Lily makes any relationship between Harry and um, Snape really gross. I'm sorry, it's just gross. Gross, gross, gross. He went out with a boner, as you said, and that was really inappropriate, and I cannot believe I repeated it. Oh, oh. Anyway, the only way I can even redeem Snape is if, like, he never, ever, ever, ever had a boner for Lily. Ever. Not one. Not one single hand job masturbation session. Not one. Anyway. I just have a real problem with it. So I, I, I think that um, my main issue with that is um, uh, the unequal positions of the partners' uh, quality in my in, in my relationships, um, where characters have um, equal um, standing with each other. Um, it isn't about political power or magical power or anything, you know, just anything. But standing with each other, there's an equality between them. And without that equality, um, no relationship uh, is really successful. There, there, there has to be a meeting of, of minds and hearts in a relationship that's not um and, and if it's not based on equal footing it 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 can quickly become an an abusive and even intolerable situation and I don't think that's sexy or romantic um I think that uh nurturing and taking care of your partner is 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 romantic that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy BDSM when it's written well uh, because there's that whole element of of taking care of of your partner and uh, pleasuring your partner and just knowing and understanding your partner to a very intimate and personal degree, and that's very romantic and that's that's super sexy. I think people cross the line um, because not everybody thinks the same way, and something that I think is sexy could make somebody else deeply uncomfortable. I think that lots of elements of BDSM are sexy. I think S&M is very sexy. Some people can't handle S&M. Some people think that a golden shower is sexy. I don't agree. 
I don't think it's sexy. I really don't. But there are some people that do. And everybody's kinks aren't the same. And some you get some of these extreme fetishes and kinks and they're uh they're they're romantic to some people, but just not to everybody. But sometimes fandom surprises you in really inappropriate and terrible ways. I recently um, was over on AO3, and every day AO3 becomes more like fanfiction.net. Have you noticed? I know Azure noticed. She was talking about it. It's terrible. Something something terrible happened. Let me tell you what it was. Um, There was this whole big thing where a whole bunch of Wattpad users were... Um, kidnapping thick off fanfiction.net and claiming it for their own. And so all these fanfiction authors uh, moved to AO3 to escape plagiarism. I'm not sure how it's going to work out for them, considering. But uh, and that's where a lot of these these new writers on, on AO3 are coming from. They're, they're coming from fanfiction.net, and that's why we're getting some of the shit that we're getting. Um, I stumbled across. I was in the Team Wolf fandom. I don't watch the show, but sometimes I read the fic. I'll never write the fic, but sometimes I watch it. I mean, I, I read it, but I don't watch the show because I hate Scott. Anyway. Well, you know, you can copy and paste off AO3. You can download a whole ebook off AO3. I don't see how it's any different than fanfiction.net, but whatever. Uh, anyways, and I came across not one, but four different fics where Derek was a pedophile and Styles was his victim, basically, from my point of view. So I had to leave the fan. I, I had to leave. I had to go somewhere else and and not be a part of that. I just closed. I just closed my browser and went. Oh no! Oh no! And the amount of pedophilia I see in fandom makes me deeply, deeply, deeply uncomfortable. And what's more, are these people who read it and pretend like it's not a problem? When you fetishize a child, that's pedophilia. If you think it's sexy to read about an adult fucking a child, that is pedophilia and you are a pedophile. Whether you ever touch a kid yourself or not, enjoying the thought of it, enjoying porn based on it, that is all pedophilia and you are a pedophile. I am so fucking serious. <sighs> Anyways, and that's really not sexy or romantic. I don't care how you write it. I really don't. I don't care how you write it. One of the worst things I ever read was in the Harry Potter fandom where serious I can't even talk about it. I clicked on it because I thought Sirius rescued Harry from the Dursleys and it was going to be great, and it wasn't. It's terrible. It was so terrible. I I was like, when I realized what was going to happen, I just 
I just stared, you know, like I, I literally threw up. I had, I, I, I barely made it to the bathroom to throw up in the, in the toilet. I swear to God. I was like, or Thor or Loki or whoever I'm swearing to today. Um, I was like, I, and I came back in here and I closed, and first I, I closed my browser and then I ripped my browser and I realized it would be in my history. So I went and clicked it out of my history so that it wouldn't even be in my history. So, so I guess my point is, is that romance and um, is subjective. Uh, I have huge problems with incest as well. Um, um, Barbara just said in the chat room that she had a problem with incest. I don't read in the supernatural fandom because of the incest. And I actually, the fandom ruined the show for me before I ever got a chance to watch it. Because I clicked on something and I was reading the story and all of a sudden... Sam was fucking his brother, or vice versa. I can't remember which which way it was. And I was like, what? What? No. No. Stop that. And I closed it. And I had never watched an episode, but I was going to, because I'd, really, I'd read a really good Supernatural fic. I can, so my second one was Wincest. My second fan, fanfic in the Supernatural fandom was Wincest. And it ruined me. I was like, oh, God. And I went into my be- my bedroom where my TV is, and I got my DVR, and I deleted the supernatural thing that I had set up the day before so I could watch the show. That one Wincess story ruined the entire show for me. I have never watched a single episode of Supernatural because of that story. There is no circumstance where incest is um, not abuse. Unless, I guess, if they don't know their brother and sister and they meet in a bar and they, they both like each other and they get it on and then they, they find out six months later that, that her daddy is actually his daddy. and But if they keep fucking, problem. That's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. And um, the only thing worse, the only thing worse for me is that when they make two characters related just so they can write incest. And I remember I was going through AO3 and um, someone had put an author note on their story because there's not enough incest in this fandom. Yes, there is. There's not already too much that... One story is too much. One incest story is too much. Okay? It's too much. Anyways. So, romance and what we find sexy is is very subjective. You can go into any porn store and find all kinds of fetish magazines and you'll be like, who the hell finds feet attractive? And there are People enough who find feet attractive. There's a porn magazine dedicated to feet. That means a lot of people find feet attractive. It's just weirdos. I'm not trying to kink shame you. Um, unless you like incest or pedophilia. Um, and then I'm definitely kink shaming you. I, I, I really am. If, if If you enjoy incest or pedophilia fiction, I think you're psychologically damaged and you need therapy. And that is the politest way that I can put that. I'm not sorry. I'm really not 
sorry. Anyways, I highly recommend you read the stories I put on my podcast for tonight. Um, If you don't read anything else, anything else, read Coping Coping Mechanisms by Amaral. Awesome. It is so awesome. The story structure is amazing. The characterization is, is beautiful. And the... It's so deeply romantic and committed and and just loyal and supportive. Huge, huge recommendation there. Um, I'm actually kind of tired because it was hot as fuck today. And um, if you don't live in the South, you don't really know what that means. Hot as fuck. Um, I went outside and went to the... I went outside with a head full of dry hair. I walked 10 feet to my mailbox and came back. My hair at the back of my neck was damp. From the humidity. I'm so serious. The humidity was like 92%. And it was like 102 at 6 o'clock. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Anyways. um, And it is currently, just for your information, it is um, 1030 at night at my house. And it is... 87 degrees. Yes, it is. That's fucking ridiculous. The sun's been down forever. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> Barbara just told me to try Phoenix. <laughs> here, here, our air is like soup. I've had soup that's drier than the air. I, I swear. Oh, I swear. Mm. Our humidity is currently 65%. And it's 10.30 at night. That's fucking ridiculous. I could go outside and take a shower in the air. It is a literal, I mean, it is like the fifth level of hell here. Anyways, you guys have a great evening, and I will see you tomorrow, and I will pick out a topic, and it may or may not be interesting. You can be the judge. And remember, no ass to mouth.